Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through Matthew 26, and we're jumping around a lot between Matthew and Mark and Luke to get the full account of what's occurring. And we saw in Matthew 26 and in Mark uh, that they were in the Garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives. We've looked at a portion of the 26th of Matthew related to this, and we're about to get back to that maybe later today. But right now, I just want to look at Luke 22. Again, I've got my friend, the little, uh, uh, hear that in the background, the sledgehammer. <laughs> They're tearing down a mountain next to me, I think, to widen out a road a little bit. So if you hear some noise, that's what it is. Uh, if you don't hear any noise, then just count it all joy, right? So listen to Luke 22, beginning with verse 39. And Jesus came out and proceeded, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples also followed him. When he arrived at the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. So he's given a word of warning right here to them, okay? He's saying, you know, you need to be praying. And he had told them in uh, the Matthew and Mark account to be praying. And he said a couple things, but right here he's getting real specific about some things. Pray that you may not enter into temptation. Well, what temptation could he be talking about? He's already just told them over a meal that they would all abandon him that very night, that they would all fall away. That might be a good place to start and pray in, right? Verse 41, And Jesus withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. And then Luke here tells us something that the other Gospels don't tell us that I find really intriguing. So he's saying, Father, you know, I'd like for this to be removed from me, you know. And you think, well, yeah, I guess so. If, uh, you know, you don't want to have to die this way. But did he not know that this was going to happen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's saying this, your will be done. But the intensity with which he was praying, the intensity that he was speaking the Father is seen by a couple of things. Here's the first thing, verse 43. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. So Luke's the only one that tells us this, that an angel from heaven appears to him and strengthens him. We're not told how he strengthens him. We're not told what this strengthening is. The disciples apparently didn't see it. Why? Because they were sleeping. <laughs> right. They were asleep. But I find that really interesting that an angel from heaven appeared to him at the behest of the Father. Okay, it would have to be. And he strengthened the Lord. He strengthened him. Verse 44. And being in agony, Jesus was praying very fervently. Well, how fervently? His sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. So he's praying so fervently and he's sweating that people, that it says it's like drops of blood. Does that mean that it literally became drops of blood? Well, perhaps. 
Okay, and there is a physiological explanation of somebody being in that much fervor and that much agony that they're praying. You understand the uh, the sweating part and the intensity of that, but to such a degree that it breaks the capillaries and you do start sweating blood, dripping blood. Verse forty five, when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping from sorrow. Okay, we have seen that they were sleeping. Okay, and it nearly is like okay, their eyes are heavy. We saw that it was a late hour. We understand that, but here Luke tells us they're sleeping from sorrow. They're beginning to understand what is happening and what's going on here. Then verse forty-six says this, and Jesus says to him, "Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray, that you may not enter into temptation." So let's jump back over to uh, Matthew 26, and I want to read this from the beginning of where they are right here and watch the flow. Verse 36 again. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took with him Peter and, two, and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, So you could not keep watch with me for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. <laughs> Matthew does give an account of it, right? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah, a lot of times in these accounts, the things will be in a little different order right here. Now, Jesus keeps on pressing in with him. He says, hey, you need to keep watching. Why do you need to keep watching? That you not be tempted. Why would you be tempted? Because the spirit is willing. Your spirit is willing here, okay? It's willing. You have the right heart. You want to do what's right, but the flesh is weak. You need to keep praying that you won't be tempted in the flesh. He continues, verse 42. He went away again a second time and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. He's saying, okay, you see, he's beginning to understand. Okay, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Father, if this be your will, if it can't be any other way, your will be done. Verse 43, again, Jesus came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them again and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. He's saying the same thing in prayer. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand. And the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. So we saw that yesterday in Mark. Okay, Mark and Matthew give an account of that. Jesus, after the third time, he comes back and he says, Okay, get up, guys. The time has come. It is arrived. <clears throat> the one who is betraying me is at hand. Boy, we'll see this betrayal next time together. But can you just imagine the shock when the disciples saw Judas coming at the head of that? 
Remember when they left, when he left the mill, they thought he was going out to get stuff to fix for the next day. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here he is coming, as will be described in the next verse, with swords and clubs. Whew, intense thing, intense thing. Tell you what, sometimes just back off and just reflect upon what the Lord went through for each and every one of us. As you read this scripture, just take your time and just listen to it and be reminded of how he died and why he died. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you all later. Goodbye.